It's time to get in the ring and start running the ropes. What hurts most are my feelings. Eric, you... you cussed at me. Step inside as the guys talk about all the happenings going on within the WWE. I am the best wrestler in the world. TNA. Can I trash talk? I know your stuff. Wayne. E-Y. Wayne, you E-Y. your name. E-Y. Okay, look. This, this is for Fritz Act. Oh. Ring of Honor. Hey, Cole Cabana, how you doing? In the NorCal Independent Scene. Van friggin' tastic. We're back here again. Oh, you're back. And now live from the RTR studio in the San Francisco Bay Area. What are you watering? Pop. It's running the ropes right here on the Unchained Wrestling Network. Parts of what? Pop. I'm not getting rid of it. Are you kidding? That's great for my glaucoma. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Running the Ropes. My name is Brian Mavic Bertrand, and... Every week, I always have my right-hand man because my left hand would go into a weird territory. Mr. Chris Kelly from HeadlocksToHeadlights.com. Chris, I don't know about you, but I feel good and I feel like teaching people something today. Well, I just learned that you're now left-handed. I mean, is there anything else that you want to teach us today, Brian? Anything interesting that we need to know? Uh, I could go. I could give you too too much more information, but... I'll leave it at that and let your imagination run wild. Well, luckily for you, I'm kind of right now disturbed. Uh, did you see uh, on Twitter, uh, yeah, uh, Matt Hardy decided that he needed to show the whole world him and Baby Sky naked? Matt Hardy needs to decide that he needs to go to rehab. And stay there. And stay there for, like, a while. Because if you ever... I mean... He, ugh, ugh, horrible. I mean, I, I, mean, I wouldn't mind if, if it was just very, but come on, Matt, stay in rehab, go away. But I mean, I think, like, right now on my screen, I've got that up quite sadly, but I'm also looking at WWE 12. And you know last week how we talked about how there will be an invasion of WCW on it? Yes, and well, I am all, like I said before, and I'll say it again, I am all in. But what's great, right, is they're also taking some guys that were on the WWE roster, guys like Rey Mysterio, Big Show, uh, William Regal, and Jim Ross, and putting them in the, the WCW faction. I can see that happening. I, I I don't mind that at all, really. I mean, mainly because of the fact that Big Show started out in WCW, Booker T did... You know, I could see them doing that and then coming over to WWE. But see, here's what here's what gets me. Remember when uh, I'd say earlier this year, and everyone wanted to see Sting in WWE, and we yeah. know he, that wasn't going to happen. What about WWE 12? What about? Uh, no, because um, that wouldn't work because Sting is still contracted to TNA. I mean, I know that RVD was in last year's game, uh, but that's because he um, he signed with T- uh, with TNA the week after he had um, he had done the shit for T- uh, for um, 
THQ. But, I mean, if a few years down the line, could Sting be in, in a WWE game? I don't know, but, but man, this game is looking epic. I mean, did you see who was announced this week for the game? I did see that Batista was going to make it back into the game, into a WWE game, and I saw someone else, but I'm not entirely sure if they announced anyone else besides yep. him and Brock Lesnar. They announced two people tonight. Who did they Number announce? Number one. Bang, bang. Oh, yes. Crazy. Yes. Oh, the next guy, awesome. The next guy. Oh, yeah. It's about to get real. Watch a man. And he's having in WWE 12. Oh, of course they're going to put him in there. It, it's, it makes sense to put him in there, especially when he died this year. Yeah, I mean, like, and like, this is something that I was going to bring up later on, right? But, but uh, I was reading this um, this uh, column on the website, on, on the internet earlier, and people were saying, if Macho Man goes into Hall of Fame this year, is the only reason that, that he's actually going to be in because his death? If yeah. he didn't, I mean, does that make his his induction less um, kind of mean like meaningful? No, because, because only... well, not really, because he had a very long career in the WWE and WCW, and even before that, even before you know his time in WWE, you know, he had a career before that. I recall watching stuff that he did in like the old territories so he has had a career before wwe and he has a legacy and long enough to be put into the hall of fame right but i mean like uh yes he was gonna be in wwe uh, in wwe all-stars anyway but him being pushed into wwe 12 i mean as far as we know didn't we like with a man didn't want anything to do with the matchup right so I mean, and TNA it, didn't want to be- do anything either. TNA wanted TNA was just pissed off because Macho Man was paranoid of Hulk Hogan, because for some reason in like what 2003 he had he had a paranoia or not 2003 but uh, 2004 he had a paranoia that Hulk Hogan was coming to kill him or something like that. Well, the thing is, apparently there was talks about bringing Macho Man in TNA. Uh, what they wanted to do? He they wasn't TNA have, like, for a while. He he was there for like uh, turning, well, he was there for a week. <laughs> yeah, he was there for a cup of coffee for like turning point oh four. If I'm but, if I'm correct, what they wanted to do? Do you know when Jay Lethal was feuding with Ric Flair? What they wanted to do was have like a few weeks of Jay Lethal being sat at, sat at a bar. Right, the first week you would just see Jay Lethal talking to no one. Second week you would see the hat of Macho Man. Third week, you would see, oh, hear the voice. Fourth week, he would appear on TV. Right. And that, that would work because, man, Jay Lethal. He, man, like, in, in, WWE, in WWE 12, he's actually the voice of Macho Man. Which I think. Jay Lethal's the voice of Macho Man. Yes. That is epic. And you know what? Honestly, he's got the best impression of him out of all the people that. I've seen that I that I've talked to or met and all the wrestlers that I've met, you know, they they don't hold a candle to him and he knows it. Yeah. He's a smug bastard that way. But that's all right. And you know what else is funny? The fact that Austin Aries is also in WWE twelve. He's actually the voice of the creative wrestler that you go for the campaigners. See now oh, this this falls under a whole new category then because if WWE if THQ 
is hiring TNA talent to do a well, WWE game? What does that say about WWE? No, no. What happened was Austin Aries did the voice the voiceovers before he went to TNA. Oh, so it was he, like RVD. Yes. Okay. He was signed to a contract uh, and did all that stuff before he went to TNA. But I still think that WWE dropped the ball on Austin Aries. I mean, Austin Aries is a fantastic wrestler who can work the crowd no matter where he is in the um, world. Um, dude, Austin Aries was never in WWE as no, a full-time I, wrestler. You said WWE, dude. Yeah, because because he was because he was meant to be a tough enough. WWE bring him in right, and he's meant to be a tough enough. Oh well, they chose so instead of instead of someone who's already had a career on the East Coast, they instead of him they go for uh, local NorCal talent AJ Curse. No, no, no. The reason that they didn't put him in. Is because they they didn't think that he looked wrestling, like like a wrestler, which I'm like, what? How does I mean, he not look like a wrestler when he's trained himself to be a wrestler? He's got the he's got the regimen for it. He's worked so hard to get his look down. He has a character that he created that he helped create, and he has a he has ring presence. How does that not how does that not make a guy a wrestler? Because isn't it ring presence? Small. Isn't it gimmick ring presence and larger than life attitude? That's Austin Aries. Yeah, but apparently he's too small. So I See, don't know. Now, but, um, then, but then why hire? Why do you have uh, Evan Bourne? Why do you have Matt Seidel? He's like he's my height. He's five seven. He's not yeah, six four or six five. WWE, uh, yeah. honestly, WWE is a discriminatory company. And that's why if I ever, you know, make it big as a commentator, I would never want to work for WWE. I would work for I mean, T. I would settle for TNA. I mean, this is, this is a bit of a sidetrack. But, for example, Loki didn't want to work for WWE. Loki's goal in wrestling was to go main event at the... It was some... Some stadium in Japan. He wanted a, he, he wanted a main event at the Tokyo Dome. Yes, yes, yes. And him signing for, for WWE was a bonus because he had done everything that he wanted to do. I'll say this for Loki though: Loki took advantage of an opportunity and he, it paid off. He won NXT, then he had and he got a he got a big bonus for that. Then he had then he was on SmackDown and got his ass drilled, you know. So I, it happens. But yeah. it's n and I understand why Loki did was in WWE for a while. Loki and he yeah and he walked out because they wanted him to be a job. I, I believe I'm not saying I know I'm not saying I work for WWE right now or know whatever storyline they were gonna give him. But to my knowledge, to my logic rather, I would say that they wanted him to be a a jobber. For Mark Henry, nope. They actually had for him, and I know because I interviewed him what earlier this year. For him, they had no storyline for him whatsoever. Oh, so they, they just didn't him. know what to do with him. So yeah, he, so he became Al Snow, to where and he would be jobbing, but they would have no no sufficient storyline to hold him. And basically, he thought, you know what? Because when you're a wrestler, right, you do actually have a limited like t time scale. 
your body can only take so many bumps. Yes. And 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 basically, instead of being a jobber and getting okay, he he got paid tons of money to to sit to sit on the sideline. But low key is a wrestler. He wrestles for the sake of wrestling. So that's why he quit. Yeah, and, and they wouldn't let him go to Japan. They wouldn't let him wrestle in New Japan for whatever title he was going for at the time. So that's why he quit and went over there, went back over there, because WWE wasn't going to let him do shit. WWE was going to let him, like you said, WWE was going to pay him to be on the sidelines. And I could see yeah. how bad that would be for him. Yeah, Because it mean... would hurt, because not only, not only would it hurt, and I know this from experience, not only if you take an extended leave, and just get paid to sit on the sidelines. If you if that happens and you get back in the ring like a month or something down the road, you're not the same. You're not the same okay. low key that would come in and kick a guy in the face and just double stomp on his chest, Bruce Lee style. Yeah, I I mean I think case in point of someone missing ring time, big time, would be Braden Walker, Chris Harris. <laughs> that guy couldn't no no that guy could not train like he like. He could train, but right, but he couldn't wrestle right. for about a year. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. So I mean, that's what happened to him. But I think, <laughs> I think, I think we got a bit sidetracked. So we did. What, uh, what, what were we going to talk about? We have uh, a whole lot of stuff. I want to go in. We're going to talk about Kamala losing his leg and his ending his career, unfortunately, uh, or his foot. Uh, we got TNA Turning Point to cover. We have Raw to cover. And we have a very special guest coming up later in the show. Touch wood. <laughs> okay. And, uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and get into it. TNA Turning Point. What was up with well, that? Oh, uh, you know what? I, I mean, I, I watched it earlier. And pe- like, I read on Monday, people were like, oh, shit. And then some people were like, it was great. And... That sh- that show was definitely a mixed fortune. I will say I do hate it when they do it from the impact zone. The impact zone should not be where the, where they do pay per views. No, because if they do a pay per view at the impact zone, it feels like impact. Well, with that, I say if you have if you have a show that you're finally touring and you you're gonna put uh, and they should really consider. Putting that on the putting the show the weekly show on the road full time. They should yeah. le- they should just do that and then bring the pay per views back to the impact zone. I mean, like that. I mean, I I, I know I went to Battle of Glory, so I know what it's like, and it can be depressing to see the same people there each each week. And I mean, hell, for once, the plants were not there. The plants. Wow. I mean, I was happy that they were not there. Wow. But, but there were a few people like, because like when I went there, I got to meet the guy that often go there, and there was like the, the guy that stalks Christy Hemi there. He he was there. Um, there were a few guys that live in Orlando that would go down every every week. But I mean, get get it on the road, because the crowd that week, or, sorry, this Sunday was dead. They were not popping for anything. The only person that got a semi-decent reaction was Eric Young. Well, even with Eric Young, it's like, for me, I love Eric Young. I respect oh, the hell out of him. He's the Santino Morella of TNA. But 
I don't like the fact that he's doing he's doing the bit with bringing in TV stars just because he's a TNA TV champion. But not anymore. That belt's now gone from him. He lost it to Bobby E. Who, by the way, I still think... I still think should... Robbie E is the worst character in professional wrestling. Yeah, I mean, don't <laughs> get me wrong. The, the wrestler is great. The character's retarded. I mean, if I said to you last year, who, who would they fire, Cookie or Robbie? You, I would take a high bet on Robbie E. Because Cookie was changeable. Cookie could have been changed. Why did they? Gone? Why did they boot Cookie? I mean, she was perfect for a manager for him. Uh, but hey, you know, whatever. I did like the bit where uh, in the match where Ey kind of like did a collar and elbow with SoCal Val. <laughs> that was pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then he did the referee hey, and the fan. I wouldn't mind getting in the lockup with SoCal Val. Tell you what. <laughs> no, no, who's there? Brendan Walker. That's what I'm going to say about that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, hey, if it takes 15 minutes, it takes 15 minutes, but whatever. <laughs> so, this, this match wasn't too bad. Uh, the ending was a bit bizarre, though. I mean, uh, a clothesline off the, uh, off the apron and your KO, okay? Your winner, Robbie E. Next up, Ink Ink with Toxine, who, by the way, in person, is freaking hot. You mean you mean former Northern California talent and former RFW competitor Christy Von Erie. I can yeah. never I can never stick with the Toxin name. Just because nope. it has a second X in there does not make it cool. I like Christy Von Erie and she I met her in person too. She is so hot. <sighs> and then next, and and they were up against Mexican America and Savita. By the way, it is unbelievable how much hotter Shavita looks with that mask on. I mean, that mask was terrible on her. She is stunning with that mask on. <laughs> it ties the room together. <laughs> but but I, was, I was quite upset. We didn't get to see Rosita wrestle. I love Rosita. She, she's a great girl. I'm surprised they're not letting her wrestle. But I guess it would make sense because it was outnumbering and all that. But I, I but, don't know. That's, that was weird. But I'm thinking, they're, I'm thinking that they're thinking that Savita's more of the rounded competitor. Savita's been wrestling for years. Savita's yeah. Less, less, less of a risk. I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Rosita is a fantastic wrestler, but she's 19 years old. Give her yeah. time. She will be fantastic. But I just want to say, uh, Toxin, I still don't like that name. I really don't. Uh, she looked good, too. I mean, she looked very good. I'm not going to lie, right? when I met Jeff Hardy at Bound for Glory, he was with Jesse Neal and Shannon Moore. At first, I had no idea who, who the girl was with them. I was like, who's that? Oh, really? Shit. I better, I better get her autograph. Well, <laughs> what's funny was that I've seen her at like many indie shows. Like I, The first time I saw her was with uh, Pro Wrestling Revolution. And yeah. she wrestled uh, Cheerleader Melissa when she was under the... Uh, what was her gimmick with Awesome Kong? Oh, um, oh, yeah, wearing wear that weird cloak thing. Uh, the, the, yeah, wearing oh, the burka to the ring and in the ring, which is weird. Um, oh, uh, so, so, yeah, carry on. But, but yeah, like she, she put on a really good match with Melissa, and I thought it was. I mean, and, and now just to see her finally make it big, at least in TNA. Because WWE doesn't like the big mohawk that she has. 
I think this really like puts her up and I'm glad that she's in TNA now full time, but it would have been better if Ink Ink won the tag team titles, but yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, but I think that's I because I was reading earlier apparently uh Jesse Nils on is quitting the, apparently leaving the company. So that explains why he didn't win the belts. Who's quitting? Uh uh Jesse Neal. Dumbass. Don't quit. You have oh, a dude, good thing dude, going. Dude, to be fair, right? He is he is on food stamps, and I'm pretty sure he'll probably get paid more on the indie scenes. Oh, uh, wow. Okay, never mind. Go ahead. Fuck. Um, <laughs> How, wait, up. doesn't he get it? The, wait a minute. He's a he's a na- he's a he's a navy guy, isn't he? Yep, but he's Dude, still on he, food stamps. How is he on food stamps when he gets a you know a giant? Uh, he gets a giant paycheck from the government. No, because he's in the military. No, ex-marine, isn't he? He's not, not, not anymore. Ex-marine, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but still. I don't know. Apparently, he he, he even tweeted that, that he's on food stamps. So uh, that shows you... Uh, well, next up we have... Well, uh, I appreciate him. I respect the hell out of him. So, you know... Whatever yeah. he does, I support him. I, I support him all the way. And if if that means that Christy... I don't get to see Christy Von Erie on TNA, hey, you know, that's fine. I, I respect next- the hell out of him, so... Next up, we had we had Jesse Thorson taking on Kid Cash and Austin Aries. Once again, once again, the crowd are keep cheering Austin Aries. Watch out! If the crowd keep cheering him, he will turn face by default, a la CM Punk, a la Stone Cold Steve Austin, Macho Man. Yeah. Yep. 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 So yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the whole story of, of this match was the two veterans beating the piss out of Jesse. Uh, Okay, see, whenever I hear the name Jesse, I keep saying uh, uh, Jesse Neal, but no, it's Jesse Sorensen. I thought you were going to say, honestly, I thought you were going to say Jesse Ventura. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, and it Great match, the, too. Oh, awesome triple threat match. It was a good match, but, I mean, you, I did love the fact that Austin Aries paid tribute to, um, to Eddie Guerrero. He did uh, the old shaking of the chest and did the five-star fog flash. Oh like, yeah, because didn't he wasn't didn't he die this week or this last week? Yeah, he he died five years ago. Uh, yeah, five years ago because he passed away one week before Survivor Series. Oh right, so oh okay, that makes sense. Because he was meant to be on Team Cena, I right? Think. And then he'd be replaced by uh, someone else. But uh, yeah, so Austin Aries won after a roll up on Kid Cash. Uh, RVD versus Daniels. I'm not gonna lie, I watched this match on fast forward. Um, but the end comes when RVD hits the Van Terminator, followed by the five star fog splash. You know, I've noticed that RVD is doing the Van Terminator quite a bit more. You know what I mean? Van. Like it's move. cool. It's the one of the best moves in wrestling, but. He seems to be doing it a lot more. He usually saves it for like the big matches. Mm. Next up, we had, and I say this in the most sarcastic tone I can, match of the night: Crimson versus Matt Morgan. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe this. Right? Basically, they lock up and spend about ten minutes throwing punches at each other. These punches looked retarded. I'm not gonna lie; they were the worst punches that I've ever seen thrown by a wrestler. <laughs> Go, go back and watch it. <laughs> I will. I will. Like, 
like literally they were like two girls fighting trying, trying not to break their nails it was like ah fight i mean it was that bad and the match ends because they both pushed down the referee <coughs> so that's that how it ends happened. yes they pushed they down a referee yes what <laughs> yep you do not end a match when a referee gets knocked down that's a ref bump yeah, but both guys just turned around and pushed him over. Okay, so but, apparently it was trading blows, and when the ref tried to stop him, they pushed him away. Yeah. I could see that, but it's still a stupidly booked ending. Yep, yep, yep. You Next never, have... ever, okay, ever this... do that. Right. This match here, I had no idea I, I had no idea that was on the card, and I also had no idea that I missed now face. Uh... Scott Steiner and Billy Ray taking on Mr. Anderson and Abyss. Um, well, they calm. were kind of hinting at Abyss being a face for on TV, but that's about it. I mean, they didn't really like come out with it. As far as we knew, he was still an immortal. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, Abyss uh, wins, wins with the uh, Black Hole Slam. After the match, Billy Ray and Anderson jump in the ring. They, 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 they then put uh, Abyss through a table. Abyss then believes that he's the Undertaker, and he sits back up, and um, he does the whole sit up, and then rising to his feet. Yeah, lame. So, uh, I must say there was a cool bit in the match. Scott Steiner broke out the Frankensteiner. That's the best part of the match. Scott Steiner doing the Frankensteiner is actually surprising. Still. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, it still looks freaking epic. Um, next up, we have Gail Kim versus uh, Velvet Sky. Now, I know people are bitching and moaning about Gail Kim being given the belts, but it makes sense. Gail Kim created the division. That division was stale. I mean, even with Mickey James in that division, it was stale. By yeah. Giving, by, by giving Gail Kim the belts, it makes more storylines possible. I mean... Just wait, wait until they bring in Melina. Melina versus Gail Kim could be a good match. Gail Kim versus Mickey James. Gail Kim versus Tara. Think of all the possibilities for possible storylines. I agree. I mean, they, they, have a lot, they have a lot of possibilities with that, and I think they should really think about rising the knockouts division up a lot more. Uh, before we continue, I want to introduce our friend finally getting back online, Mr. Heartbreak Mike. Mike, what's up? Mike. What's going on, guys? You know, I'm, I'm out here trying to do the best that I can. What's going on? You sound a bit distant from your microphone there, buddy. And, and he's going quiet. Uh, uh, in oh, three, uh, two, one. So, okay, I'll, I'll move on with the, uh, with the uh, results. Gail Kim defeats uh, Velvet Sky... Now, I must say, the cool thing about this was the actual highlight package beforehand. Because I'm shown quite a lot in the highlight package. Because I was front row when uh, Robert Sky came out and did a promo about winning the belt. So go back and watch the promo, and when she runs towards the ropes and puts the belts up, I'm there going... <coughs> so, I'm now in teenage history. Um, next up, we have... Wait, Velvet Sky yeah. mentioned you? No... Go back and watch the um, the preview, right? 
for uh-huh. the match that, 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 that they show, right? Uh-huh. And Velvet Sky, when she runs towards the rope, like on camera, and points to the crowd, I'm there front row, like clapping. Like, you can see me front row. <laughs> nice. So, I'm famous, he says. Um, next up, we have Jeff Hardy versus Jeff Jarrett. This match doesn't last long. Well, it does kind of. Jeff Hardy with a twist of fate in about two seconds for the win. Jeff Jarrett is like, nope, I want one more match. So they have another, another match. Jeff Hardy wins again. Uh, Jeff Hardy then runs, runs up the entrance ramp. Jeff Jarrett chases him, hits him with the steel chair. Jeff Jarrett wants one more match. Jeff Hardy is rolled into the ring. Jeff Jarrett, hits, uh, Jeff Jarrett gets hit with a twist of fate. And that's the end of the match. So Jeff Hardy has now beaten Jeff Jarrett three times in one night. Why? Why do they have to restart the match? I don't get that. Mainly because of the fact that, okay, I get it. It's a classic heel face storyline. The the heel wants to try and get one over because he thinks he's the shit. But still, this is Jeff, I mean, this is Jeff Jarrett. Why are you booking, like, Vince Russo again? Why is this Uh, a... this tells me that now Vince Russo's not the problem. It's whoever's whoever's putting these matches together that's the problem. Because this is R-E-tarded. Pretty, pretty much. You don't restart the match three times. This is no, not you WCW. You can't be doing that. This is what yeah. this is why people have boycotts of TNA because they do stupid bullshit like this. I really hate it. I really do. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, next up was the main event. Uh, AJ Styles taking on Bobby Roode. Um, now, AJ Styles went, went into this match injured. And uh, it, it wasn't a bad match. But, of course, the winner, right out of roll-up, Bobby Roode. Uh, that end, that I, ends the show. I thought, the, I thought this one was actually a bit... was actually pretty solid. It wasn't... I mean, it, it's it kind of reminded me of a good indie match. Like, say if I went to the APW garage one day and saw AJ Styles and Bobby Roode in the ring, I would have enjoyed that a hell of a lot, just like I enjoyed this one. Um, mainly because of the fact that these guys are very well trained in both styles of American and Canadian wrestling, and that they have the... They're, they're not watered down by any means they're really I, I think as far as chemistry goes these guys are very good together and yeah, I, mean, I did not like the fact that they had to break up fortune for it but when you consider the fact that TNA is still struggling to get to that point this is really really put good to put on the show I, I think that I think this was a very so- like again very solid main event very good and very I say decent ending but very good match overall yeah I mean I, I didn't say I didn't say for three hours going oh this is shit I enjoyed it so I mean and that's that's the point of the pay-per-view I mean it it, it did what it did it built storylines and I'm just looking forward to see where it goes I mean what's going to happen with Matt Morgan and Crimson that, that, that they can't mess with each other what's going to happen with Jeff Hardy be, beating Jeff Hardy three times it, the thing with TNA is that they use pay-per-views to build TV. 
and you really can't do that. It, it should be the other way around. <coughs> what, remember when uh, when BG or who was it? Uh, I think it was BG James that said that, or it was either Chris Masters or BG James that were on the show and saying that TNA is still looking for that for that formula. WWE has that perfect formula to where they can do shit like that. But when it comes to TNA, they're still looking. They're still thriving. They're still uh, putting it up there. I and yes, they are. They are gonna do stupid shit like the Jeff Hardy, Jeff Jarrett thing. That's the that was the major down point for me in this pay per view. But overall, the pay per view was all right. You know, I, I give it a B minus. But it, I mean, it wasn't the major major push that TNA needs. To be big because Turning Point is not one of their biggest pay-per-views. I no. I'm sorry to say, it's no, not like Genesis. It's not like Slammiversary or anything like that. So yeah, I mean the the biggest show of course is Bound for Glory, but they have Slammiversary, and like I said, it did it did what it did. It killed time until James Storm is able to wrestle again, and it wasn't a bad show. So all in all, for me, it, it gets a B, solid B. Yeah. So anyway, I want to hear what I want to read what you guys thought about Turning Point. You could always, you could definitely leave your comments below uh, our link on unchained-wwe.com. I want to see what you guys think. You could always, you could also email us at runningtheropes at yahoo.com because uh, I want to, I want to make the show interactive as much as possible, as much as a podcast can be interactive. So leave your comments, send me your comments, do whatever you can. I want to li- I want to hear from I want to hear from you the unchained wrestling audience. So anyways, like, what? I oh, know like and also we are on Twitter. I mean, I'm always on Twitter. So if you guys want to leave a comment, good, bad, negative, send a picture of send a picture of 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 a draft to Maverick, feel free. <laughs> H2H Crelly and your aren't you R to R Maverick? I don't know. Or what hey, you, what, or, or or use the hashtag RTR or running the ropes. I you know hey, yeah. I'll do that too. Yeah. I'll, I'll 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 make it. I'll put my show trending. That's fine. Do whatever yeah. you guys want. I would love to hear from you, and I want to hear from wrestlers too. I know there's some wrestlers that listen. There I yep, know yep, there's yep. There, you, there, there's some of you got to be out there somewhere. I want to hear from you guys, so definitely check uh, email us runningtheropesayahoo.com uh, on Twitter. I'm RTR Maverick, no K at the end because that's just how I roll. And H2H Crelly, and I don't know the other guys' Twitters, but they're not here. They they don't get a cheap plug. Yeah, plug so that's fine. Uh, so, anyways, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna take a quick break. When we get back. We're gonna talk a little raw. We're gonna talk a little. We're gonna have a little discussion on uh, news topics. So, stay tuned right here on Running the Ropes at Unchained Wrestling Network. Does listening to wrestling news live make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan? Would the Trey Dog drink Velvet Sky's bathwater? <sighs> well, hello there, Velvet. 
That is some good bath water, baby. Listening to Wrestling News Live does make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan, although it will not save you any money on your car insurance. Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Have you checked out the new Unplugged on Friday nights? Well, if you haven't, make sure you check out the new Unplugged Friday nights with JJ Sexay at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time where JJ covers SmackDown, video games, and whatever the hell else he feels like. See you in chat. Right here on the Unchained Wrestling Network, Brian Maverick Bertrand, back with you once again with Chris Kelly, and Heartbreak Mike is having a really bad day. I, I must say, Mike, right now, this is your best show ever. Best work ever, I must say. Uh, if you, if you want to check out uh, Mike's in-ring work, you're going to see him as Raphael... Under, uh, let's see, under the YouTube name Buffler05, B-U-F-F-L-E-R-0-5. Check out Damnation 3-1, Mr. XNC and Flatline versus DT Grant and Raphael. So, yeah, you're going to like that. It's pretty good. I must say, this is awesome. That's that's what I'm saying about about that. (laughs) That was Mike sounding fantastic. That was Mike on his friend's laptop with the bad microphone. So there you go. Anyway, we just got done talking about TNA Turning Point. Uh, it's all right. That's all I could say about it. It wasn't too good. It wasn't too bad. But anyway, uh, let's move on to some Monday Night Raw. I mean, yeah. Raw gets rocks. So, uh, Raw started off with Michael Cole, and he was doing his Michael Cole challenge over in JR. Now, I'm not going to lie, at this point, I wanted to fall asleep, but I didn't. Uh, so, next up, we have its three stages. Uh, I believe the first one was arm wrestling. The second wait, one... Wait, 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 wait. Was JR actually there this time? Yes, JR was there. And he actually came yeah. out. Yes, JR came out. The first match was arm wrestling, which okay. JR won. Second match, I say match, I 
say that in brackets, was Michael Cole versus JR in a dance contest. Both guys look like look like they're having seizures, to be honest. Um, but it did look like um, that JR was channeling Rikishi. He was backing that ass up and dancing like Rikishi. What so, was the point uh, of the dance contest? Uh, because it, it's a bit out of... Oh, no, sorry. If Cole... Uh, sorry. JR had to win all three contests to get a job back. So Cole was 2-0 up. The next one was... Get, get, wait, wait, wait for this. Who... Weighs the less. Of course, Cole wins this. Cole, 200 pounds. Jim was 239 pounds. Cole's the winner. Out comes CM Punk. CM Punk's like, you know what? This has been 15 minutes too long, which it has been. Uh, he, he's, he, he's about to bitch slap Cole when he's, uh, in, when he's interrupted by John Laurinaitis. John Laurinaitis. Laurinaitis. I'm sorry. My throat. Feels like it got bageled by a pit bull. Um, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Basically, he says that his Twitter fans wanted to see this. He lies. Um, I'm on Twitter because I'm an interactive general manager. Even though that Maverick guy wants to just shit on my on my job and <laughs> just say the worst shit. So, John and I set up Punk and Big Show versus Mark Henry and Del Rio. After this, Punk decides that he wants to lock in the Anaconda Rice on Cole. Thank you very much. In the back, we see a big limo coming up. And the guy that pops out is Mick Foley. So oh, I, bet, I bet the crowd in uh, Boston went apeshit crazy that night when, as soon as they saw his face. I, yeah, I, I he, didn't watch that segment, though, unfortunately. You fucked up. Uh, next up, we have um, Kofi Kingston and, and Evan Bourne. No, it's not, it's not Evan Bourne. It's Sin Cara. Unless Evan you Bourne's didn't under mention, a mask. You didn't mention the, the limo that McFoley came in was a Hummer limo and not a limo limo. Yeah, it was a fucking nice limo. Um, yeah, like, so easy yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, Sin Cara... And Kobe Kingston taking on Cody Rhodes and Hunico. Um, this match ends with, I believe, it's Cody Rhodes hitting the crossroads on Kofi. Now, it looks like they are punishing Kofi for Bourne. Kofi's not won a match since Bourne has been, has been suspended. That's true. So, maybe, maybe they're punishing him. In the back, we see The Rock. Um, we then see backstage somewhere else. Uh, Santino, Santino playing on WWE 12. Zack Ryder walks in and asks Santino to sign his, to sign his petition. He does that. Uh, next up, we see Ricky Guerrero. Ricky Guerrero announces that Christian is injured and will be unable to be on Team Barrett at Survivor Series. Dolph Ziggler now on the team. Next up, we have Dolph Ziggler versus the guy that I want to go shoot in the face, Mason Ryan. Um, what is it with you and Mason Ryan? I don't get that. Like... I tell you every single week, he didn't come back and give me a photograph, like I promised. That's my heat room. That's it? And you yes. want to shoot him in the face for it? Yes. Jeez. And, uh, Mason Easy Ryan wins. Girl. Yeah, I'm serious, bro. Uh, Mason Ryan <laughs> wins via DQ after Mickey decides she wants to slap Mason Ryan on the face. Um, uh, Ziggler then has to run away. But John Morrison stops him and 
throws uh, throws uh, Ziggler back in the ring, and Mason Ryan, but turns into Chris Masters. He literally evolves in front of our eyes like a Pokemon, <laughs> and looks in the master lock. Nice. Was there was there a Chris Masters chant? No. Fucking not. Come on. But yeah. Last I th- want to make it trending at every WWE show. We want Masters. Bah, 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 bah. We want Masters. I mean, it's not that hard. Mm. I want. I I do want Chris Masters back in WWE. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't care who you are, what anyone says, Chris Masters honestly belongs in WWE. And yes, we know the whole thing. He got caught for, you know, the whole signature pharmaceuticals thing. But ever since ever since that scandal broke and he was gone the first time, as soon as he came back, what did he do? He was on fire. But WWE didn't have jack shit for him. And it sucks that he that they don't. That they haven't had it because he's a damn fine wrestler. WWE wasting wrestlers? Never, never, never. Never. No. Even though uh, they were even though they turned Funaki into a uh clown. Sorry, man, Funaki. Funaki is a Hall of Famer. Um <laughs> Show Funaki, up, Hall of Famer. Next up we have uh, um outcomes Mick Foley. And they decide that they want to do a this is John Cena. This is your life, and Mike idea, says. Mike, Mike says we want JBL back. Hell yeah, um, which I, I could agree with. So yeah, but basically, this is a this is your life, John Cena. But the idea is that it's meant to bomb. Okay, so um, he brings out Cena's baseball coach, who tells uh, the world that back when Cena was a youngster, the base the base the bases were loaded. Cena had to strike the ball, failed, team lost. Next up, we see Bobby Cannon, who says, ever since he left Tina in 03. Yeah. Wow. Ever since he left. Well, yeah, I mean, think, think back to when you when he debuted and when he, it was Tina and Bobby Cannon. What was it? B2? Or B yeah. squared or something like that? Yeah. Um, B2, Bobby Cannon. <laughs> with, his, said, with his bald, shiny head and little yeah. beanie on top. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, oh, that was that brings back memories. So Bobby Cannon basically said that ever since that he that him and Cena broke up, he's been fired, got a divorce, and he's been bit by a dog that gave him rabies. Bobby Cannon says that Cena ruined his life and walks out. Next up, we see Cena, uh, I mean, <laughs> Cena Senior, okay, Cena Senior, who comes out and basically says, "Who's actually a wrestling promoter?" Yes. Because I believe he booked Daniel Bryan his first WWE post WWE event, but yes. um, and also once Vincent Man once also turned up at an indie show there. Um, so yeah, Senior Senior comes out and basically says that the fans that call that say there that say Senior sucks are jealous, and that his son does not suck. And this this basically was Tony Senior Hill, but Senior was like, Dad, please shut up. So. This this uh, ends with senior senior leaving. The Rock comes out. And John like Cena senior senior is that what the, is that what I'm reading? Senior senior senior. I don't know, probably. They, they um, literally said John Cena senior senior. Yeah. No. No. It was John Cena. Oh, John Cena senior. Okay. Okay. Just uh, making sure. 
Yeah, so the rock comes out and it looks like he's about to hug McFoley. No, he hits him with the rock bottom and walks out. So that was it for the rock for, for, for now. Seamus versus uh, Jack Swagger. Good <clears throat> match. Seamus is going to win, win the, belt, the belt very soon. Seamus is a fantastic talent. And he and Seamus defeats Swagger with the Celtic Cross. Next up in the back, we see Ryder once again asking the better, better twins to sign his, his petition. Up comes Del Rio. Del Rio offers to take the girls out for a night. So does Zack Ryder. I couldn't care less. Next up. Next up, next up, we have Natalia versus Kelly Kelly. Now, usually in the world of logic and sense, right, Natalia would break Kelly Kelly in half, right? Yes. Oh, yes. no, 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 no. Kelly Kelly wins his match. Royal roll up. Wait, hold on here. You sk- you totally skipped over the uh, uh, Sheamus Jack Swagger match. I just said. I, I just oh, said okay. I, I probably, you probably went through it kind of fast. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Kelly Kelly won. In the back, we see John Knights again, and basically he says once again, the debut of Brothers Clay will be delayed. Shocking, shocking. Because my laryngitis takes precedence because you want to hear my voice more than you want to see that fat tub of lard King Hippo in the WWE. King Hippo for the win. Uh, <laughs> next up, we have CM Punk versus uh, Del Rio and Mark Henry. Before the match, um, Del Rio did, a, did attack CM Punk to injure his arm. The, the uh, end calm. I mean, you could just injure him by punching his stomach. It's that simple. No, it's funny because <laughs> the way that Dario attacked him, he he used a scarf. I'm not sure about you, but a scarf doesn't hurt, hurt me usually. So this this must, this must be a loaded scarf. Scarf. But, um, a scarf. Yes. Did he have uh, a rock wrapped in there or something? Or I, I I guess so. It must be something invisible because Weird. I don't see it. Uh, so next, so yeah, Dario and Mark Henry <clears throat> win when Dario pins uh, CM Punk. Uh, next up, out comes Santino. Basically, Santino becomes carrying out his bitch. Uh, Nash power bombs you know, to Santino to hell. Um, I thought it was up, funny. Wait. I I thought that promo that promo was really funny actually because he's like, "What was that thing you do? The trumpet? Let me see that." And then he gets him. That was great. Big boot in the face. Uh, <laughs> What do we have next up? We have Autumn versus ba- uh, Barrett. I'm not quite sure why, because we had this um, on Friday. But it ends in a no DQ because everyone runs in and they have a big clusterfuck. Here's what pisses uh, me off, though, about this storyline and a lot of storylines just like it. They hype, the, they hype up the match, right? They put it up with... Uh, you know, their big match is supposed to be Team Barrett versus Team Morton, right? Yeah. So, okay, oh, shit, hold on. I totally, I totally just tripped over myself. I thought, I kept thinking they were in a singles match. Never mind, never mind. But no, yeah, I just don't like the fact that they fight, they, these, like, two guys would fight on Raw or SmackDown or whatever show they're on for, like, two weeks in a row, and then we got to see it again at the pay-per-view. You know, you're supposed to be hyping this match up. 
Why are you having them in the ring wrestling each other? When you're supposed yeah. to, you're supposed to build it up for the pay for the pay per view. Yeah, that's what it's it all did about. End, but it did end the clusterfuck, so there was no really declared declare winner. So I see why I do it too much. I do see what what why I did it to be honest. Uh, next up, we have The Rock come out, and apparently right now WWE is really fascinated with getting shit to trend on Twitter. And this week, they got the terms "boots to asses" to trend. I love it. And I love it. They also got John Cena's lady parts to trend. <laughs> So basically, this whole segment was a back and forth. But actually, you know why? Gina, do you know why it's trending? It's because The, the Rock, Rock said it. it. Anything The Rock says, and and this has been the, the the true thing. This has been very true since like ninety eight, ninety nine. Anything The Rock says is freaking gold. It's gold. Yeah. So it, I mean, hey, more power to you. So I'm um, that that. Easily translates to the the Twitter generation. Yeah, and I mean, why why not? I mean, why not? Twitter is crazy, so why not just over push it? Um, so yeah, this basically ends with the Rock and our Truth, uh, uh, the Rock and Cena owning our Truth in the Miz, and then uh, and then the Rock kind of exits straight away, and that was it. Rock walks away, which to me kind of suggests that at Survivor, Ser- at, uh, Survivor Series, of course, the Rock and Cena lose. They have to lose. If not, it makes no sense whatsoever. So, I mean, the show was good. Um, um, yes, yeah, so I thought it was. was I thought it was a decent show. It wasn't major. Um, but it could have been way better. Um, so, hey, you know, it, it makes sense for what they did. Um, but anyway, let's go ahead. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will have a very, very special guest right here. Very big surprise right here on Running the Ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network. Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and of course some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. Sunday, November 20th, only on pay-per-view. 
courtesy of Beyond the Bell. Nature Boy Ric Flair presents the Seasons of Pro Wrestling. 560, 41,000, 213, well, what? Whoa, 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 what? 560, 41,000, 213, well, what? This? Recognize this? Huh? Yeah, retired. Hulk Hogan. I reek. Tell it all the media. Right across the seas. And Australia? You think March 30th? Ask your girl. Huh? 560, 41,000, 213, well, what? This? Woo! He's only a 14-time world champion. Every wannabe athlete is dying. 16, I'll take credit for. to all things nostalgia and want to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling and sports entertainment go beyond the bell every week on the SNS Radio Network Some people have to Welcome back to Running the Ropes, exclusively here on the Unchained Wrestling Network. Brian Maverick Bertrand back with you once again. And of course, sitting next on the other line is Chris Kelly from HeadlocksAirlines.com. And on the phone lines right now, we have a very special guest. For... Now, 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 before you enter our guest, right? Okay. For you, for you, I'm going to have a challenge and a surprise. My headset's not working very well. So I'm going to sit back, and this will be your first solo interview ever. Oh. All right. So, All right. So you you have fun in this. Butterflies, I'd, butterflies. I'd, I'd, I'd rather not have my head cutting in and out the whole show. The whole show. I'm going to sit back and watch Mav have his first single day, uh, interview. <laughs> yeah, really. And not screw it up. So... There you go. Anyway, let's go ahead and introduce her right now. Former Miss USA and former Tough Enough contestant. You remember her. She doesn't have the butt pads this time. So let's go ahead. Let's give a big, big welcome to one Miss Rima Faki. Rima, how's it going? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Uh, Warm. <laughs> well, because I have the, the house shut, of course. Well, where, where are you guys located exactly? I'm actually in uh, NorCal, and Chris is all the way in jolly old England. Yes, London, England. England? Yes, I'm from London, England. I, I couldn't hear you guys. Where are you? I'm in, I'm I'm in Northern California, and Chris is oh. in London, England. Well, I'm yeah. your new neighbor. I just moved from New York City to California in two weeks ago. Oh, nice! How you? Uh, what part yeah. of NorCal are you in? Well, I'm not, I'm in uh, West Hollywood. 
Oh, okay. So you saw, so you're south. All right, no problem. Um, so like, ha- speaking of that, how how's the how's the change been going from the big city of New York and then down here all the way in West Hollywood with all the lighter colors? <laughs> well, lighter color I'm buildings. A New York I was uh, I was born in Lebanon and I uh, moved to Queens, New York when I was a, a baby, you could say, and I grew up in New York City. And really, to be honest with you, I wanted to move to LA. One of the best things here is the sun. I'm sitting in, in the sun as we speak, but uh, New York will always be in my heart, you know. But you know, over here, there's a lot more opportunity. Awesome. And how did you how did you go from uh, living in L.A. and then all of a sudden deciding to, well, first off, being Miss USA and then into wrestling? Well, uh, you know, one of the things that I like to do is I like to break stereotypes and let people know that you can be beautiful and tough at the same time. <laughs> but, you know, it was uh, it was a great adventure. I have to say that Tough Enough was had to be the highlight of not only my reign, but my journey is Rima Faki. Um, just admired working with uh, WWE and working with Bill DeMond and Booker T and, you know, the best diva ever, Trish Stratus, you know, so it was, it was, it was a great experience, something that I definitely wanted to reach in my goals of, you know, being Miss USA and on my journey was to somehow get to the WWE ring. Oh, nice. Uh, Chris, go ahead. I mean, like, you bring up how you want to try and, like, break, like, the, the typical, like, thi- like, thinking of fans. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for you, I mean, okay, how hard was, I was it? Can you, can you hear Chris? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so how hard would it for you to kind of, like, break that wall of, oh, she's, she's just a pretty face to being an actual wrestler on Tough Enough on TV? Did you, did you hear the question? Um... Sorry, Chris, go ahead and type me the match. I think you asked uh, going from tough enough to in the ring. Uh, sorry, I'm, I could not understand a word he said either. A <laughs> uh, okay, uh, okay, little okay. bit, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, okay, what, what I do? I will be, uh, man, you carry on and I'll be cool you. Okay, no problem. Um, so when it came to... Going into uh, Tough Enough, what was the transition like going into the ring? And you, you did mention working with Bill DeMont and Steve, and, uh, Steve Austin and Trish Stratus. Um, how was the transition going going into it from there? I mean, because did you have, like, prior wrestling training before that? I had zero wrestling experience. Um, you know, to be honest with you, I always wanted to get into training, into wrestling or you know, some sort of um, physical training where, you know, growing up watching wrestling, I was always, I always felt like that's where I belonged. Um, the diva title always seemed to suit me. Uh, whether I was uh, imitating uh, China with, with my guy cousins uh, to, you know, uh, walking the runway, you know, I always showed that toughness. But the problem was, um, you know, of course, my dad didn't think it was a thing for a girl to do. And growing up Middle Eastern um, in a culture that, you know, we you don't normally see girls in the ring, it wasn't that easy. Also, financially, um, I tried to do it kind of like secretly, but it was too expensive to get to training. So I started to do a lot of modeling and uh, acting, and then I 
decided to enter Miss Michigan and was hoping to, you know, not was hoping. I just knew I could win it, you know, that mentality. And I did it. And then I won Miss USA. And when I was at Miss Universe pageant backstage, I saw a couple of girls that had their name tags with the WWE symbol on it. And I ran up to them and I was like, oh, my God, you guys, you're from WWE. You know, and they're like, yeah, you are. They're like, oh, my God, Miss USA. Oh, we've been looking for you. And the reason I think is because I'd hosted Raw a couple of times, and um, right, and I was I I showed interest. Uh, well, after that day, after meeting them, I I hosted Raw a couple of times, and I just thought like, even though my organization and our president, Ms. Paula Sugar of the Miss Universe organization, was terrified when I told her I can do it, I can do tough enough, I can go. I, so you know, everyone was kind of afraid for me. I had no wrestling experience, um, and I was going in a house with 14 independent wrestlers but that didn't faze me i didn't in my opinion i thought that you don't have to be a professional trainer to be a wwe diva because they can teach you that you just have to show them you got what it takes now speaking of that you uh how hard when you when you went into the house i mean like how how do what was there any advice given to you from like especially the uh the guys that were in the indie business i know i remember uh the first couple of episodes you had a problem with one of them i forget which one it was but i know well, i wanted him gone i talked to a couple of people from wwe who told me basically are you sure you're ready for this there's gonna be when they find out that you're miss usa you're gonna be looked at as like what is you doing here um you're kind of gonna be like the pinata and i told them great i love a challenge so of course Right when we went in the house and they told us it was okay for us to start to talk, um, I wasn't going to tell anyone I was Miss USA. I just wanted to prove myself in the ring and in action first. But right when the camera started rolling, right away, one of the guys was like, wait a second, aren't you Miss USA that hosted Raw and this and that? And all the guys started to be like, oh, you're only here because you look good. And so I'm like, well, first of all, thank you for the compliment. <laughs> second of all. You know, actions speak louder than words, so let's get this game rolling. And it wasn't easy. You know, they were all picking on me. You didn't see a lot of the things that were commented, but I didn't care. All of that pushed me more. And I'm happy to say that by the end, when I had to leave tough enough, I only left not because I ran away like everyone thought I would, but because I had three fractured ribs. And everyone that doubted me all came to me and said, wow, you know, you really impressed us. And and you really did. You you. You went until you couldn't take it anymore, and you—I mean, not a lot of people can say that. But thank you. How hard was it to break that wall of just being the pretty face and be becoming one of the tougher competitors on Tough Enough? You went from, and you did go. You did mention how the president from the Miss USA pageant was terrified of you going into it, but then you really went. You really went to your limit on that one like how hard for you was Thank it you. when it came when it came to it just and proving to everyone there even even the guys even bill demott and even aj kirsch who wrestles out here in norcal of breaking that stereotype to say just because i look good doesn't mean i'm not gonna you know pussyfoot around pussyfoot around my training like how hard was that well, breaking that wall it, it wasn't easy because you know, you can't just tell people. I mean, it was, the organization was afraid for me. Um, the the people that were shooting the show, the production, was 
even them, they were like, are you sure you can handle this? For me, it was like, I'm not your average Miss USA. That's the first thing. Um, I know that it was weird for everyone to think that I can even make it. Sorry, there's a lot of noise here. No problem. I know it was very odd for people to even think that I can make it, but that only made me want to show them how wrong they are more. And for me, really, um, I feel like actions speak louder than words, and that's all I wanted to do is get that opportunity to prove people. But also, it's how bad you want it, you know, because a lot of people say that they want to be uh, a diva or a wrestler, but they don't want to put up the work. So for me, it was like, give me that opportunity, and I'm going to grab it by the horns and, and show everyone that I have what it takes. And, yeah, you know, I mean, I knew what I what I had, and all that negativity just pushed me more. I think, I think to be fair, I mean, if you look right now at the current club of divas, in terms yeah, of... Yeah, seven, over here. It, remember, Chris, she can't hear you for some reason. I, something on my end. I don't know what it is. Okay. Um, I'll type it. Yeah, go ahead and type it. Um, how... How hard was it to flip between Rima the wrestler to being, uh, or actually from Miss USA uh, to Rima Faki the wrestler going in, going into the ring every time we saw you? Well, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a walk in the park, um, you know, because you go from walking red carpet. I'm sorry. Hello. Oh, the call got dropped. redial here yeah why why can't you hear me i don't know let me let me check my settings okay i'm sorry guys just one second let me put my headphones in oh sure no problem testing can you Huzzah. i don't know why she can't hear it's weird because you can hear me right i can i can hear the echo Maybe if I call you on Google Voice. I don't know. I don't know if that would put her on hold, though. That's the thing. Oh, well, and apply. Is she there again? Ooh. she's. Reba, are you there? She she was putting her headphones in. Okay. And I I can't hear her yet. So. Um, okay. I'm just I'm just looking for. Uh, looking through different things right now just to make sure my settings are right. Yeah, it's a bit bizarre. Because I hear me as well. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like everything's right now. I don't know why it's not... I don't know. I'll talk and we'll test and see if you can hear me. If not, I'll... I'll my, my, my question actually was, like, compared to the current Divas, she guess she has more kind of presence on screen. I mean, guys, are, you, are you guys there? Yeah. Can you yep. can you hear Chris now? Chris, talk. Can you can think, you hear me now? Or am I still dead? Okay. Okay. No, I I think it sounds good now. Can Can you hear Chris? Can you hear me at yeah. all? Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yes, I, I can hear you. I can hear you, but can you hear me? Probably no, not. Me. Okay. No problem. Okay. Uh. So where were we? Uh. <laughs> Uh, you were telling me the transition from Miss USA to being in the ring. 
Oh, right, right, okay. right. So, uh, so going into the ring, like how was it? Uh, was it a long transition to get in to get into it, or, or going into tough enough? Was it just a flick of the switch to get to really get into it? Just like get tough and get into it. Well, it wasn't easy to go from walking red carpets and being all glamorous and having a stylist, you know, have your dress and everything ready to getting down physical in the ring where I, you have no experience, you know. So really, to be honest with you, I put the crown, I left the crown in New York City and uh, I, in the Trump Towers, and I went out there with my, you know, my workout gear, and I was, I was ready, you know, I was ready to take on, you know, the wrestling world because, in my opinion, I have a crown, I have that beauty title on my hand, and in my opinion, that's what a Miss USA, that's what a diva is. A diva is, you know, someone who can be beautiful and, and smart and, you know, have, you know, that, you know, swagger, I guess, about her and go in the ring, you know, because if you look at the divas, they're all beautiful, and a lot of them have modeling backgrounds, just like Trish Stratus had. Mm -hmm. And it was an honor to hear from Trish Stratus a couple of times tell me that she sees herself in me, that she told me that she thinks that um, I can be the next Trish Stratus. I mean, that's, for me, <laughs> I was like... That's a hell of an honor. <laughs> yeah, you know, so... And, and you know, book, hearing Booker T tell me that I have the snug, he calls it the snug, of what it takes to be in, in the ring. I mean, that's all I needed to reassure myself that I can make it. Nothing can stop me. Now, have you also looked at the competition to WWE for TNA Wrestling? Can you say that one more time? Have you, lo have you uh, looked at the current competition, or what WWE does not consider competition, but TNA Wrestling as well? At TNA Wrestling? Yes. Have I have I looked into what you said? Yeah, like like a, a possible alternative for that. Um, like if I if I don't make it in WWE, you mean? Right. Um. Well, for me, honestly, it's either WWE or nothing at all. <laughs> so. All or nothing. I I see. I if, if, understand. Well, if I go, if I go to um, you know. TNA, I'm only working to get to where I want to be with WWE. So if if TNA was a stepping stone to WWE, you'd take it. But if it's not, then you don't have to. Well, I would take it to gain the experience and, and the training and the ability to get to where I want to be with WWE. So I would, I would take, for me, I don't turn down, you know, things that I feel that I can work through. So... My my ultimate goal is WWE, but if I have to go through different training to get there, then I will do so. There you go. Uh, speaking of which, who who would you love to feud with in WWE? We've seen a lot of talent, with and now with uh, Eve and, and Kelly Kelly and all that. But who would you, Rima Faki, if you had that main event at or if you had that diva main event at WrestleMania, who would you want it to be against? Ultimately. Well, I would have to say Kelly Kelly. <laughs> I, I think it would be Kelly Kelly because um, I like her style. I like her, uh, you know, 
what she brings into the ring, and I and I feel like I can do better. So <laughs> I probably do that. But you know, I mean, for me, it's I guess anyone. <laughs> Bring it on, girl. <laughs> whoever you could take, you'll take it. I, I like that because especially now with them. Whoever, whoever wants to mess with Rima Fakir is, is going down. There you go. <laughs> you'll take on all covers. I like that. Now. Yeah, but, you know, can I, I'll, I'll go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish what you were going to say. Well, you know, I see myself in, in many different, you know, like like the next Tristratus, but I also see myself kind of bringing in what Randy Savage's girlfriend Miss Elizabeth brought in to the to the style of wrestling so I, it's not like I can compare to myself to someone because I feel like I can bring a whole other style to the game in other words because I, I I noticed you, you seem to be a bit faster in the ring I mean um uh, despite all that's happened, I, I think, w- with your style, I think you could really m- give a speed factor to what the Divas haven't, to be honest, haven't really shown as of yet. But, yeah, I could see that happening with you and Kelly Kelly or or even uh, someone with ex- with, with, the, with the classic training like uh, Natalia and Beth Phoenix. I think that would be a great match to watch as well as far as promotional yeah. side goes. So they if I had a choice, I would knock down anyone that looks like uh, they have my style. Like, I want to be the only brunette in the game. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what What do you see as a gimmick in for you in WWE? Would it be uh, like a, a total debutante, like a Miss USA style gimmick, or do you think you'd be able to fit in anything they give you, or however you want to do Pretty it? Pretty much. Pretty much, you can throw me in the deep end, and uh, I'll come out with my own style. So I'll leave that a surprise for the future. Oh, nice! I like that answer. That's a good answer. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on working with uh, with uh, Booker T and Austin and Stratus and Demont? I mean, of course, we don't, we don't, we obviously don't see everything going on in Tough Enough. But like, what are your well, thoughts on and off the air of all th- all the trainers you had in Tough Enough? Well, I can tell that I was being tested just because of who I was. Um, I could tell, like, you know, I love Stone Cold. I mean, I know he pushed me and to the limit where anytime I'd get body slammed, like the girls get free, he'd be like, give her more, give her more. You know, you saw that. And it, was, it wasn't him trying to be mean to me because, like, everyone asked me, like, are you mad? Are you upset? But this is, I'll be like, no. Because Stokoe's only trying to see if I'm here for the right reason. Like, the girl that got eliminated first, Ariane, she wasn't there for the right reason. She knew nothing about wrestling. She just wanted TV time, you know? So it was kind of like, for me, it was I, I proved it to Stone Cold that, yeah, I'm here for the right reason, and I stuck around. Booker T, I could tell at first he wasn't really paying attention to me because the same reason, but I, I realized that he saw how tough I was. And he saw how bad I wanted it. Like when the butt bed incident happened, he said, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I'm like, yeah, you understand <laughs> where I'm coming from. You know, I'm a little confused of, of everything. But, and, you know, I appreciated that. Now, and Trish was always there to give me pointers on how she picked up the, the whole, you know, wrestling experience when she was starting out. But Bill DeMont, 
Sudamon just was pissed off that there's a freaking beauty queen in his ring. <laughs> every time, every time, every time he wanted to like, someone pisses him off. If it was Eric or Andy, he'd stop. He'd look over my way. He'd be like, "I got a freaking beauty queen in my ring." Like anytime anything happened, like when I had the incident with when 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 Trish noticed I was hurting on my ribs and they called in a doctor into the ring. They pulled me aside. Now, mind you, I did not want to go inside. I'm the type that I don't care if I'm bleeding. I'm going to keep going, which happened, actually, the night when I was in the ring with Build Em Up. Um, I was bleeding all over the net, and I didn't care. I kept, I kept going. But, you know, Build Em Up, definitely, he, he was, he, there, I mean, I'm not going to lie. There were times where I just wanted to curse him out. But, <laughs> but you know what? I understood where he was coming from, and I'm happy that I got to prove to him what I'm all about because before I left, he told me, he said, I have daughters, and I hope they're as tough as you are when they grow up. So that, that to me, was amazing to hear. Definitely. Now, you, you mentioned earlier about the butt pads, and since you're running the ropes tonight, uh, what was – was the butt pads your idea to try, or was it someone else bringing it up? When? When I came in at the – When – when, when – when you came in with the butt pads and they they where they didn't catch you just yet until they stopped you and saw it. Well, you're saying whose idea was it? Yeah, if if that was something you you were trying out or someone else uh, suggested well, that you tried out. Well, they I had worked extra in the ring um, the night before and. Uh, I think a couple of the guys were kind of feeling bad for me because they saw I was bruised up. And I, you know, I didn't have wrestling shoes. Um, I had just, you know, I wanted to get some stuff. I've always wanted to buy my own wrestling shoes and stuff like that. But I came from a world travel tour on my mission as Miss USA and went straight to Simi Valley, California, and went right into the ring. So, you know, I was bruised up and everything. And all of a sudden, the guys pulled me aside like Michael was like, here. I have an extra, two extra knee pads that, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, not using if you want to use them. When I put those pads on my knees, they drop down to my ankles. And when I put them on my elbows, there's no chance. So I was like, you know what? Really, initially, the only thing that's really hurting in my body a lot is my butt. And I know I can get more speed in the ring if I had my butt, like, not bleeding so I'm bruised. So let me just put this pad in my butt. <laughs> and um whatever works <laughs> and, I, and 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 the funny thing is about me is that i didn't know it was cheating and what i did is right in front of everyone before we started i just stuffed it down my butt and uh and when i was in the ring i mean it was obvious that i had a pad on but i didn't think it was a big deal and when i was pulled over and i was like what do you have in your pants and you know i was shown on tv and then right uh what's his name uh bill demont was like why would you why is there a pad in your butt? And I go, well, uh, tr Donald Trump, my, my boss, told me to watch my ass, so here we go. I'm watching. <laughs> You're just making sure it's okay. <laughs> I'm like, yay. <laughs> Trying to protect, you know. this is a, uh, I still have a couple more months in my, in my crown until I'm done. I just need to go back not looking too bruised up, you know. But Yeah, you I still need to look good at the I, end. <laughs> I didn't think it was... Um, a big deal or, you know, not part of the rules. It, usually it's not. I mean, I will say this. It's original. <laughs> so, definitely. Um, w 
Oh, yeah. You know how great it feels to walk through the airport in Portugal or Spain and uh, hear people go, Oh, my God, Miss USA, butt pack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Or, or, like, or like when I'm in India after and I was on a bike, uh, those bike tours, he's giving us a little tour of Mumbai, and the guy I'm riding us on a bike in Mumbai, India, turn on and goes, so you're going to be a diva? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool because now, now you're not just recognized, you're not so much recognized as Miss USA anymore, but more as uh, a, a, the wrestler now, as wanting oh, yeah. to try and get oh, into yeah. the wrestling, and that's what makes it worthwhile. It's, you don't understand the amount of attention and the amount of fans that WWE and the wrestling world has all over the world. And after Tough Enough aired and I was traveling, um, everywhere I went, like autograph sessions, um, people like will come... They, it was so funny when I was in uh, one of the USO bases uh, with our soldiers in, um, I believe it was in in a part of, in an island on in Spain and Portugal, mm-hmm. and all these soldiers came. It was during Fourth of July, and they were all wearing their wrestling shirts. Like one of them had a rock shirt on, and they're all like all the soldiers and their families were like, "Yeah, you know, we're a big fan of yours." And like to hear the soldiers tell me that. They have one TV that they share, and after they saw that Miss USA was going to be on Tough Enough, they're like, oh, let's get a good kick out of this, you know? And they're like, but you really proved yourself, and you made us all, like, we're all rooting for you. So they hear that, like, the soldiers in Afghanistan is watching you and rooting for you. I'm like, woo, let's go. <laughs> now, after, and when, I, I, I love how, I think I just said that, with the international fact really makes a lot of di- big difference um but going forward what was how bad did you feel when you had to miss the uh the tough enough final the live tough enough final i I was just devastated i was yeah i was very upset um but the reason you know it didn't upset me too much is because i was giving up my crown as miss usa and after handing down the crown, I knew that I would be free and able to pursue what I wanted to do with WWE. But yeah, I was I was upset that I <laughs> that I wasn't there. It wasn't something that I wanted to miss. But you know, I wasn't in control of my schedule as well. You know, I was part of an organization, right? And I had to, yeah. So I was like, can I just leave for just one day and then come back? And they're like, no, just for sorry. one night, please. Well, what are your yeah. thoughts on uh, Andy Levine winning the Tough Enough uh, title or Tough Enough uh, competition? I think Andy is tough and dedicated. Um, he's definitely tough and dedicated. He, he knows uh, he was working really hard and you know trying to stay focused in the house, but so was everyone else. Right. In my opinion, I thought that Luke was amazing. You know, he was very fit. Uh, very strong, had what it takes to be a wrestler. But at the end of the day, if I thought someone should win, it would have been Martin. Which one was Martin again? I forget. Martin is Donny Osmond. Oh, right. Donny Osmond. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's how everyone calls him. He gets so mad when I'd be like, hey, Donny. I could see him walking. Th- I could see him the same way how you- you'd walk and they'd recognize you. I could see people 
all your, I can see fans walking around, hey, it's Donny Osmond. <laughs> Just the same thing. <laughs> oh, he's yeah, going to have to wow. live with that for the rest of his life. <laughs> well, there's a lot more. Like, I had one girl go, oh, my God, my favorite line is, what do you mean I can't be a diva? I have two guns and a crown. <laughs> <laughs> I did say that. I'm like, oh, thanks for liking my line. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what What's the future like for you in terms of uh, getting into wrestling? Are you still in talks with WWE? Are you still wanting to get into it? or what? Well, you know, I don't know exactly what's going on with uh, WWE um, on for my end, but uh, I guess you just kind of, you know, sit back and wait to see if you get that call, but... I'm not sitting back. I'm, I'm here in LA. I'm, you know, reaching out to training centers and trying to see if I can get involved in, in certain things where it can lead me to potentially being the next WWE diva. Okay, and uh, what was Chris was one to ask? Uh, what your favorite but, uh, moment? I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a little piece of exclusive news. Okay. You guys uh, might be the first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You never know. There might be something soon where you might find out that I am the next WWE diva. So this talk's going on with uh, me and Triple H. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We got to email the news sites. Into you, guys just got, you guys just got the exclusive uh, news. <laughs> but <laughs> it's not it's, – uh, I'll promise you this. Uh, if it does happen, I'll definitely call you guys back first. So you'll be the first one to – announce it. I would love to uh, announce you becoming part of the WWE roster because honestly and I, I, I said it earlier you know it, you watching and I, I kept up with the show entirely you know you were the smallest one coming in and if it's one thing that professional wrestling itself has proven was that even the little guys can go in and just tear down tear the house down we've and I've seen it not only in WWE but in companies like TNA and independent companies like All Pro Wrestling and Rival Forge Wrestling the, the little guy that's 5657 five, can go on and put on just one amazing match after the other and every week just really going into it and even even the smaller women can actually really go especially ones that come from big places like the East Coast, like New York City, we've seen it, uh, you know, Detroit for sure, California, all over the place. So I could, I could definitely see you becoming one of the better divas that we actually have not seen since, uh, since Trish Stratus and Lita and uh, Stacey Keebler and all that. So it makes a lot. It would really work to have you in there. So thank you so much. One thing that. I learned from Stone Cold is that it's not enough to look good or to have the proper training as, you know, uh, a wrestler. It's you have to be a fan first. Yes. And that's what it takes. We're not, we're not, I mean, if you look at it, Matt Dog, Matt Dog uh, was one of the best wrestlers. I mean, I amazing. He's like Rey Mysterio. I mean, everyone was intimidated by him. But I kept telling everybody, the fact that he's quiet and has no, you know, he, he's too shy in the ring, it's going to hurt him. And it ended up hurting him. He got, you know, as good as he was, he was uh, eliminated second uh, week. And to, to let you know, you said, you know, being from the East Coast or being little um, and getting in the ring, I personally, um, 
I didn't like how, like, when we'd have challenges that weren't in the ring, like running or physical stuff, how a lot of the girls and some of the guys would make excuses, like, oh, you know, I, 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 I'm sick, or, um, <laughs> or I didn't have, or uh, one thing I didn't like that Ivelisse said, she's a good wrestler, but she was like, I didn't, I, I was sick for a couple weeks before I came, that's why I'm out of shape, and I'm thinking, I haven't even had a weekend off in the last nine months, I've been traveling all over the world, but I'm finishing my two-mile race before all the girls and half the boys, you know, there's no excuse. There's no excuses. You, if you make excuses for yourself, you'll never make it where you want to be in life. That's really good advice, actually. So, yeah, it, it, I, I, I know from my small stint at training that it takes a lot more than just dedication. Than just dedication, It takes so much more. You have to put all the barriers behind you and just, just ignore all the stuff that's going to come in. So, yeah, definitely. Um, real quick, before we let you go... Uh, uh, Chris was asking if you wanted to follow us on uh, Twitter so we could give you a link to the archive for the interview. Oh, so you can yeah. put that out oh, there too. My, and my also, name, also, my it, name is official Rima. Make sure you let the fans know official Rima. And I only have one Facebook that's official Rima Faki. It's a fan page. All the other ones are fake. Just an FYI everyone listening because I'll, I'll walk through areas sometimes where people are like yeah you added me on facebook and i'm like whoa wait a second <laughs> one guy told me i gave someone uh yeah i gave you on facebook my address so you can mail me a comp card i'm like well great you just <laughs> <laughs> I, I i love fake wrestler twitters and all that because i i i, I follow them just to watch them get taken down I really yeah, do. Well, you're funny. Well, mine, uh, <laughs> mine is official Rima, and uh, my email is booking at com. Awesome. And real quick before we let you go, can we get can we get a quick liner from you? Are you guys going to tweet me when uh, the interview is going to air? Definitely, we're going to tweet you. That's the first uh, thing tweet, we're going to do. And, and, and make sure you you can text me on this number, or you can email me. Just let me know in case I missed the tweet um, to, so that I can make sure everyone, I retweet and everyone knows about it. Okay. Um, can I get a liner from you as well real quick? Hello? Yes? Oh, I was wondering if I could get a liner from you as well? I'm sorry, say that one more time? Can I get a, a quick liner? Like a, a just promoting the show? Oh, yeah. Of course. Okay, real quick, let me set it up real um so it's uh run the you could say what you want but it it's uh, it's running the ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network. It, say that again. Uh you could say uh just saying you 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 could say whatever you want and, and just put in running the ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network. Running the ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network. Yes. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, go ahead. Hey guys, it's your beauty queen, Miss USA slash Miss Tough Enough, Rima Fuki. I just want you to all know that this is the best station in the house. I'm running the ropes with the Unchained Wrestling Network, baby. Awesome. That was clean. All right. Thank you, Rima. We'll talk to you. We'll hopefully call you back and book another interview real soon. Maybe, maybe right. after uh, you come to WWE. <laughs> well, exactly. Email me. 
uh, after this and keep me posted when the interview is gone. But this way I'll have your email address to let you guys know any uh, exclusive news. I, I promise you and I keep my promises. Awesome. All right, we'll go ahead and let you go. Get back to what you do best and we'll hopefully see you down the road. All right, guys. Thank you so much. It was a great interview. Awesome. All right, we'll talk to you later. All right. All bye right. Bye bye. Oh, that's awesome. That was man a fantastic interview. And uh, and what's cool is that she doesn't hold anything back. I mean, I love the fact that she gave us uh, exclusive news. I want to see her in WWE. Yeah, I mean, like like I tried to say before, it 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 tried that my internet would not even work. Uh, the thing is because because she is Miss USA, right? They could easily have so many crossovers to her. She has such a good marketability of her. Yes. So and she's so, I mean, beautiful too. So like, oh, she, she could really bring it in for people. And I, I, yeah. and I love the fact that she's honest with with the fans. She doesn't. I mean, of course, WWE is going to say you can't do, you can't break kayfabe, you can't do this, can't do that. But still, even with that. She she's willing to do what it takes to get into WWE, and she said earlier, if TNA is a stepping stone for better training to keep myself home and to keep it, to get it together in the ring, I'll do that. But if it's not on the if it's not on my radar, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go through it. So I mean, she knows what it she knows exactly what it's gonna take to get into WWE, but now it's a different point to say, oh well. We're gonna do this then. We're gonna have this going for us now, and I, 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 I love the fact that, we, and I hope, I hope that she does call back and, and does get a hold of us again, and to say that, she, oh, excuse me, that she's able to come on. I, I, I love it. I, I really do. Yeah, I mean, she's a class act. As you could tell. I mean, that's why I, I personally said to you, Mav, get her on the show. So it was awesome to have her on the show. She had a bright future, and we and we gave you about what an, an hour interview. I'm not quite sure how how long we went. We gave a, we gave a good how, about 45 minute interview. So I mean, it, it really it really shows how much she's willing to talk about WWE. And it, what, what's funny is that it's been done even more than the Miss USA. And we did touch on the Miss USA thing, and we got we yeah. actually had a glimpse into her into her life with this interview. And I, I, I loved it because she, again, not holding anything back. She got pulled yeah. out. Of, she, and we knew, we saw it on TV. She got pulled out of Tough Enough before she was able, to, before she wanted to finish. She was willing to go all the way with three broken ribs. And she yeah. really, really gave us a glimpse into Rima Fakie, the person. And I found that very interesting. Yeah, so. and like like I said, she's a class act, and if she gets on TV, and which, which she should do, and with that breaking news that, we're, that we're only we know, that's fantastic. I mean, I wish her the best. I really do. I, I, I do too, and I hope I hope to hear from – I really hope to hear from her later down the line. And I next time, I hope to have you on the phone with her at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to, to, to be fair, I, I think you I think you carried it fine, man. So I do really? believe that, that's your – yeah, I I think you're fine. I mean, even with my me not getting on the air, I mean, you carried it easily. You got you got over everything. I think you did fine. 
Okay, I... <laughs> and you know me. I'm my own biggest critic. <laughs> so, I, I, I love it. So, I, I'm... With this, I hope to, uh, you know... I hope to hear your fee your feedback in the comment section or in an email um and to see what the fans think because I thought this was again I thought this was a very good interview. I want to see her in WWE. I want to see her make it big because it's it's a true story from mm, I'd say rags to riches. Yeah, in a I way. mean because she goes story. from because after T, after Miss USA, she gets in. She gets uh, wants to get involved with wrestling. She said she always had the dream, so she followed the dream after that. Going from the big, oh, I'd say overmarketed Miss USA to a completely different animal in WWE, and just wanting to keep going with that. So I I, I wish her the absolute best. Yes, and I'm I'm pretty sure I I said. She'll be back on the show in the future, this time with me on the air. Because hopefully. she's like a, a, <laughs> hopefully, yeah. She she seems like a class act and like I say, I I wish I wish her the best. I do too. And with that we're gonna go ahead and wrap up the show. Um we will have more coming up uh after this. Next week we're gonna have Lance Hoyt, aka Vance Archer, Lance Archer, Dallas, uh from TNA, all that. He's gonna be on the show next week. And hopefully we're going to get another good hour out of that with him. Um, and, yeah, we'll keep you guys up to date on Tough Enough, on Rima Faki, hopefully, and all that. And I I don't know. I, I've, I'm just shocked at how good this interview was. And I'm actually going to use yeah. this for my, for my class. So it's going to be good. Go for it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, anyway, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. I want to thank Chris Kelly for – Helping me out tonight. Uh, great, great talk with Turning Point uh, and WWE Raw. I'm surprised we got both of those in. Um, and next week we should have uh, all all the members of the show on the show at the same time. I know it's been hectic with their schedules, my schedule, and all that. So uh, we're gonna go ahead. So yeah, we'll see you guys next week right here on Running the Ropes, the official podcast of the Unchained Wrestling Network. See you later, everybody. Peace.